The Road to Rediscovery is sponsored by BetterHelp. Let me ask you something. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? You know, for me growing up, feelings of anxiety, inadequacy, doubt, and even imposter syndrome got in the way uh, of me reaching my goals and reaching my full potential, right? So BetterHelp addresses these and more. It's not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't have to ever sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and, get this, financial aid is even available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. They mean it. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Road to Rediscovery. That's Better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And there's a special offer for our Road to Rediscovery listeners. Get 10% off your first month when you register at BetterHelp.com slash Road to Rediscovery. We're all on this journey of life together. And it sure feels good to know professional help is within our reach with BetterHelp. Again, that's Better H-E-L-P. Thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Our lives are laid out on a road of bumps, turns, struggles, and more. How do we respond? How do we endure adversity for learning and growth? I'm Aubrey Johnson, and we'll explore these questions and more on the Roads Rediscovery. Hello, everyone. My name's Aubrey Johnson. I'm the creator and host of the Roads Rediscovery podcast. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Roads Rediscovery. Like I said, my name's Aubrey Johnson. And the road to rediscovery is about reflecting on life lessons to learn and grow from them. And of course, take it to the next level and help others who are struggling and who have been struggling through dark times. You know, it's been a while since uh, I've chatted with you on a solo episode. Most of my episodes this year and the previous year have been uh, with amazing guests. And a big shout out to all my guests out there from all over the world who who gave of their time and gave of their uh, busy schedule, you know, to, to, to come on the show and to share insights with the listeners about their expertise, about their journey, about their stories and, and what they're doing to help others and how the listeners can uh, get help and guidance and insight from the amazing guests that have come on the show. Uh, this episode that we're going to talk about here today, um, it's just going to be kind of like a potluck, right? A hodgepodge. I know it's titled, um, What is Your Game Changer? And we're going to talk about that at the tail end of the uh, discussion here. But I wanted to I wanted to catch you up on things that have been going on in my life. I wanted to check in and see how you are doing. Um, wanted to give you some updates on some crazy things that have been happening, uh, you know, in, in my world, at least. 
Um, one thing, <laughs> one thing that has been quite interesting, um, there's a first for everything, right? First time for everything. And uh, this that I'm about to share with you was my first, okay? I'm going to take you back to the weekend before Thanksgiving, just last month. And I believe the weekend before Thanksgiving was like around the 19th or 20th or something like that. Well, for those of you who have been listening to my show and who may know me, you know, my my, my son is in his final year um, playing for the University of Kentucky football team. And uh, the weekend before Thanksgiving was his senior game, okay? The senior game um, is the last home game for the seniors. And, you know, they really make a big deal of this at every Division I school, you know? It's a big deal. And so living in North Texas, I, of course, would find any way possible to be there for that game. Uh, as I have tried my best to be at every game ever since he was knee high. <laughs> well, anyhow, I took the 15 hour drive from North Texas to Lexington, Kentucky, and um, went to the game. All right. Had a great time. Everything was great. But because it was the weekend before Thanksgiving, I wanted to leave early that Sunday morning. His game was on Saturday. I wanted to leave early that Sunday morning to uh to drive back home so that i'm home in time for thanksgiving so i was about two and a half hours out about 5 30 6 o'clock in the morning early that morning um like in the middle of nowhere i think i was on bluegrass parkway or something and uh um, no exits no buildings no stores just just road right and out of the blue, first thing that happened to me ever, I hit a deer, okay? And um, it was very surprising. Um, spun the car. I thought I was going to run off the road. I, I didn't. And uh, I was thankfully able to keep the vehicle on the road. Um, airbags didn't deploy. The windshield wasn't crushed. The front end wasn't bent up you know, and the tires were still, you know, were still uh, inflated. So uh, because I was in the middle of nowhere, I just kept going. <laughs> I kept going and told myself I will stop at the next exit because I know there's damage. And so uh, 22 miles later, I find that exit. And at that point, the engine's starting to run hot because it's leaking um, uh, coolant, you know, um, uh, the Prestone coolant stuff. So, uh, so, so I pulled off into a truck stop. Little did I know that I would be at that truck stop for 11 hours that Sunday. And uh, talk about adversity, right? Talk about going through a challenge. And um, you know, during that time, I, I pulled in. The first, the first thing I thought to myself was, okay. I better assess this damage and then start making some phone calls, right? So I went ahead and did that, um, made some calls, got a wrecker to uh, pick up my vehicle, um, which that was a three-hour wait. 
Um, <laughs> and, and it was cold. It was cold that morning and uh, it started to rain. So um, I was pretty cold in that car waiting for the wrecker. And so uh, the, uh, the tow truck came, picked up my vehicle and took it to a nearby collision center. Um, so now it's just me at the truck stop. I didn't get a ride with the tow truck guy because um, I was making arrangements through my son to have someone pick me up at the, um, at the truck stop. And, you know, because people schedules, you know, that, you know, there's life, life happens. Um, I, I had to sit there at the truck stop and wait a while, which, you know, I was, I was okay with. Um, <clears throat> now it could have been very easy to panic through all of this, you know, it could have been very easy to have been, um, distraught, um, uh, down, um, anxious, uh, and all of that, um, throughout this whole ordeal, um, being at a truck stop for 11 hours before, you know, getting picked up, but, you know, I'm a hopeless optimist and, um, I also try to be as self-aware as possible when it comes to facing adversities. <clears throat> so what I mean by that is, and I think I've said this before, being in the moment and mindful of what you're going through at the moment when you realize that you are dealing with a challenge, having that cerebral approach, right? It's so easy to have the hair trigger emotional response. And there's nothing wrong with an emotional response. There's a need and a place for, you know, for, for that response, just as there's a need and a place for a cerebral um, response, you know. But for me, and what works for me in an ordeal like that is to try to be as cerebral as possible try to just, you know, logically think things through with, with, with your head, there'll be time to react and respond emotionally. And, um, there's also one thing that I always tell myself, it could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse. Um, I could have hit that deer head on. Thankfully I didn't at the last second as the deer was coming from my left to the right, I cut the wheels to the left to avoid a direct hit to the, the front end of the vehicle. So when I did that, the, the deer clipped the front passenger side of my bumper and then kind of rolled and tumbled uh, off my passenger front door. And, um, and so I feel bad for the deer. I, you know, I, I truly did not mean to do that. I truly didn't expect it. But, you know, I, I think I thank the Lord for just watching over me and keeping me safe. And 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 knowing it could have been a lot worse. I'm grateful for, you know, being able to have made it to the truck stop and not not be in a worse situation, right? So yeah, being at a truck stop for 11 straight hours in the cold, in the rain, going in and out of the truck stop, um, <laughs> uh, the building, um, 
not not the most desirable thing. I don't think people go out of their way to uh, to 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 do something like that. But it was the best situation I could be in, considering the circumstances. And that's what I take uh, into consideration. It's what I take, you know. It's what I internalize as I'm going through this ordeal, as I'm going through this adversity. Number one, it it could be a lot worse. Number two, I'm in a good position where I'm somewhere safe. And all I have to do is wait. Plus, there's other things during that 11-hour time span that, you know, no one should feel sorry for me because (laughs) uh, I, I I actually had a good time. I had a good time while waiting. So, like I said, the truck driver took my vehicle to the nearest collision center, um, the tow truck, and um, I waited at the truck stop. While waiting at the truck stop, uh, it was, you know, those truck stops when you take long trips, there's a Flying J, there's a Loves, and there's a Pilot. Well, this one was a Pilot, okay? And uh, a joint to the Pilot uh, truck stop was a McDonald's. And so, you know, I just ponied up, had breakfast at McDonald's, a cup of coffee, and and just um, grabbed my bags and sat at one of the booths, you know. Then I realized, hey, wait a minute. McDonald's has free Wi-Fi. And with the free Wi-Fi and with my iPad, I was able to stream NFL games all day (laughs) and I love sports and I love football and it was a Sunday. And even though I did not have a great start to the day, I made the best of it, I guess is my point. I made the best of it, you know, lean into the adversity. I had to take care of business by calling, you know, like the insurance company, the tow truck driver, my family, make arrangements to get picked up, uh, make arrangements to get a rental car. Oh, and by the way, since it was Sunday, the rental car place was um, closed all day. So I couldn't get a vehicle right away. I had to wait until the next day, till Monday. Oh, yeah. And furthermore, even on Monday, it was hard to find a vehicle because a lot of people were reserving vehicles and taking vehicles for uh, use on the upcoming Thanksgiving um, um, Thanksgiving holiday weekend. So there was another challenge, right? Um, I won't bore you with all the details that happened after there. I got picked up um, by my son's uh, brother and sister-in-law. They took me back to my son's and um, you know I took a shower, hung out, went to sleep, got up, took care of business, and um, got my rental car and drove back to uh, North Texas, North Dallas. So um, all is well. Um, In fact, I heard that the vehicle is, uh, my vehicle is is ready to be picked up. So I'll have to make the trip back up to, I think it's called Elizabethtown, Kentucky, um, to, uh, to pick up my vehicle, which, uh, we're headed up there to spend the holidays with, with family, um, uh, 
in about a week anyway. So it's going to work out. And uh, I'm very thankful for that, you know? So think about that entire event that I just shared with you. It could have gone in a multitude of different directions, right? And had I responded in a way that was different, say more anxious or upset or sad or confused, it could have really taken a different turn. And who knows what the outcome would have been. So I just want to say that is one of the latest and greatest events that has been, uh, that has happened to me in, uh, in, in my life recently. Other than that, I'm feeling fine. I'm feeling well. My family's fine. They're well. Um, looking forward to the holiday season. I hope you're looking forward to the holiday season. And um, I'm looking forward to reconnecting with, uh, with, with my family. You know, we'll be taking that drive up to Lexington and then Cincinnati um, to spend time with our family. And uh, very, very uh, fortunate, very blessed. Um, and it causes me to uh, reflect over this past year. A lot of stuff has went on this past year. Uh, let me ask you something. Have you reflected? Have you reflected on your year so far? We are less than, we're less than 30 days, you know, in, in, to the end of the year. Um, today is what, the 8th? And so we have, um, we have 13, yeah, I think 13 days left. Um, no, 23. Yeah, 23 days, sorry. We have 23 days left uh, in the year, you know? And that'll go by just like that, you know? Um, for me, it's always a good time to just kind of reflect on all the different things that have happened in, uh, you know, in, in my life this year. Um, I don't know. I think back, a lot of great events happened, you know. Um, first off, ushering in 2021, um, gave us a glimmer of hope after such a tumultuous 2020, you know, and a very scary 2020 um, with the pandemic. And sure, the pandemic wasn't over in January of 2021, but um, it gave us a glimmer of hope to have had 2020 and put that behind us. Um, and there still is a lot of work to do when it comes to the pandemic. Um, you know, I, I fully believe that. So um, with me, <clears throat> having put that behind, or at least put 2020 behind, I thought was encouraging. Um, the start of every new year, I'm always optimistic. It's a fresh start in my mind. And um, now don't get me wrong, I don't go crazy with the, um, with the uh, New Year's resolutions, okay? Um, I, 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 just, I just think of a, new, a, a fresh start, a new start. And, um, and, and just, just, just really hopeful for the opportunities that, you know, that await me and await, you know, my family. Um, <clears throat> now with that said, um, 
the second day of January. Okay. So, so January 1st, I'm like, oh yeah, this is going to be great. 2021. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Get 2020 behind us. Oh my gosh. That was a crazy year. Now let's start to, you know, uh, get some stuff done. Right. And, 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 and move back to some degree of normalcy, even though it's a long road, it's not as long as what we've gone through with 2020. At least that was my thought, my mindset on January 1st. Now, January 2nd, (laughs) that, uh, that took a turn. Okay. And what I mean by that is, um, on January 2nd, I, found myself in a situation where it was very hard to breathe just from doing simple things, uh, getting out of the chair and walking to the restroom, or let's say um, my wife needed me to um, dig a hole for her garden or um, pick up a bag of dirt and dump it in a bucket. I mean, and, and, and I would just be out of breath, just really out of breath. Well, the long and short of it was um, on the 2nd of January, I went to an urgent care, not an urgent care, uh, an ER. I went to the ER and um, they discovered that I had bilateral pulmonary embolisms all over my lungs. Um, For those of you who aren't aware of um, or familiar with pulmonary embolisms, they are uh, blood clots that form in... uh, in your legs, the bottom of your legs. And over time they float and work their way up and rest on your lungs. And, uh, you get enough on there and it, it will make it very hard to breathe and it can be fatal. It can be fatal. Um, I was in the hospital for two and a half days. Um, I had to have constant chest, chest x-rays, Uh, be put on blood thinners um, to, to get rid of the clots. Um, You know, any of those, any of those clots get close to the heart, then that's an instant heart attack. Uh, The people in the ER just did not, did not even, didn't even know how I was able to drive myself to the, 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 the uh, the ER. Um, But, but I did. And uh, then from there, Another first, I rode in an ambulance. <laughs> so January 1st, or no, I'm sorry, January 2nd, 2021, I rode in an ambulance for the first time in my life. Uh, 2021, a year of first <laughs> from an ambulance to hitting a deer. Um, but anyhow, uh, I, I'm, I'm just very thankful that I can kind of laugh or joke about it right now um, because everything did turn out, turn out great. Um, you know, while a lot of variables play into the outcome of adversities like this, um, in, in everyone's life, in all of our lives, right? Um, I can't help but think that mindset and attitude and will has a profound impact on the potential outcome of a situation, it definitely has an impact on what the outcome could be. Your mindset has an impact. As the old adage adage said, right? Um, Mind over matter. And so um, 
now I found out I have a situation. Um, I have a condition called, let me see if I get this right. It's called um, lupus anticoagulant antibodies. Yeah, that's what it is. And it's the body's propensity to, to to develop clots in my legs, which obviously could start the whole thing again. So as a result, now I have to be on blood thinners for the rest of my life. Um, and every six months go to my pulmonologist and, um, and they give me a chest X-ray and look for any blood clots on my lungs. Um, you know, it was scary. Yeah, it was very scary for me. I just thought I didn't even know anything like this could happen. Okay. At the time, and, and I'll be honest with you, I was feeling this winded out of breath feeling ever since October of 2020. October of 2020 and did nothing about it. Did nothing about it. Why? Because I thought it was just a matter or, you know, of me being overweight. I mean, in October, you have Halloween with all the candy. In November, you have Thanksgiving. You know, we all overeat for Thanksgiving. Then, of course, December, you have all of the holiday goodies and baked goodies and holiday dinner. And, and so, you know, I thought it was just I was out of shape you know, and I was, um, I was gaining weight then. Um, but that wasn't the case. Um, it was, it was, it was those blood clots. So, uh, again, very thankful and fortunate that, um, the outcome came the way it did. Um, thanks to what happened on January 2nd, I've made I don't want to say a substantial change in my diet, but a considerable change. Okay. Pork gone bye-bye out the door. I'm not eating, eating any more pork. Um, staying away from yellow cheeses. You know, if I eat anything with, with cheese, it's white cheese, um, decaffeinated coffee, uh, the pork's a big thing, <laughs> and it's a hard thing. Trust me. Uh, let's see what else. Sweets, um, unless it has stevia in it, I'm trying you know to put it aside, stay away, you know. And so let's see. I weighed back in October, November, December of 2020. I weighed 252, I believe, 252. And uh, now I weigh 225. So, um, you know, there's been some, a little bit of cutting weight as a result, which is a good thing. It makes me feel better. Plus, I'm not out of breath. Um, the blood clots are gone. I just had my recent pulmonologist appointment about a month ago, and uh, everything looks good and, and is in the clear. So it's just a matter of managing it, right? I can still live my life, do what I need to do, and um, try to make a positive change and a positive impact in the lives of those around me. That's what I try to do, at least. You know, could I do more? Absolutely.
Um, but I want to have a mind and a heart for it. And I try to as much as I can, uh, as well as, um, you know, having a platform for amazing guests to share their journey and to have an impact on the world as well. All right. So, um, <laughs> all that talk and I just, I just hit January. Right. Um, but the rest of the year was, was really good too. Okay. I mean, in March, my son got married, my son got married. Uh, we drove back up to Lexington for his wedding, you know, and, uh, it was just beautiful. The perfect day. Uh, his wife is so lovely. Shout out to Sid, shout out to Zach. Um, just, uh, just, just a, they're a beautiful couple. They really are. And, uh, very excited for the future that, that lies ahead for those two. Uh, I know it's going to be an exciting future and, uh, the wedding was just beautiful. I mean, family from all different sides, just coming together and celebrating the, the, the union of these two amazing people. Um, just, just a great time, just a great time. Uh, and that was in March. And then uh, in April, I got vaccinated. And in May, I got a promotion <laughs> on my day job. I started my promote my promotion, my new role in uh, this past June. And all the while, still working remotely um, for my company, uh, working from home, which um, March 16th of 2020 was the last full day I was in our headquarters office um, down in Plano. And then, of course, you know, all hell broke loose with the pandemic. And uh, fast forward to now, still working from home, you know. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just pleased. I'm pleased to have a job. I'm pleased to have the ability to work from home, and I'm pleased for the means to work from home. Everything from the Wi-Fi and the equipment to, um, to the different ways I can help around the house still, even though I'm working, you know, and being physically here, um, taking a five, 10 minute break, maybe go wash a couple dishes or help my wife with her garden, you know, um, and then come back to, uh, to, to my, to my office. So, you know, there's some advantages there. And, um, and I, I think this pandemic uh, and how the world had not not just not just the U.S. but the world had to pivot in such a way to where business can still be done, no matter what industry, um, so that we can sustain our livelihoods. Right, um, everything from food delivery services to uh, contactless pickup of merchandise, groceries, um, all sorts of things, um, home delivered items, right? I mean, you know, companies like Amazon and a few others just really, you know, kicked it up a notch um, to, um, to, to, to deliver, you know, to people who are staying at home, trying to remain safe, you know? So anyhow, um, 
I don't think we'll ever get rid of this pandemic. I won't go into a lot of dialogue about it or monologue about it. But um, one thing I will say is I, I, I think we are in the midst of a paradigm shift in how things get done. Everything from education to the uh, corporate workspace looks way different than it did 20, 30, 40 years ago. Way different. Um, it's, it's, it's just a different way of living, a different way of working. So um, I think we're in the midst of that shift and uh and it's going to take shape even more in the coming year and the year after that um you know on 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 what what this what this new way of working looks like okay so um just wanted to kind of just cover that uh the rest of the year was very good okay very productive lots of work um went to panama city beach in Florida for uh, the first week of August for my um, family vacation. And that was a lot of fun. And, uh, and, and then, of course, um, you know, uh, kept working, stay productive, and just, uh, you know, doing what we can to, to stay safe. So um, that's my reflection. I know it was a lot of dialogue, <laughs> a lot of, um, a lot of words, a lot of speaking that I shared. Um, thank you for indulging me to listen. Um, now I want to talk about game changers. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to discuss this and ask this, I guess in a rhetorical sense, maybe in a rhetorical sense, I don't know. Um, because, you know, when, when we talk about game changers, here's what I mean when, 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 when I mention game changers, okay? Um, what has been the game changer in your life that was like that line in the sand, the line in the sand that made you realize hey, you know what? This is not the way I want to live. Or, hey, you know what? From now on, I'm going to do this. Or from now on, I'm not going to do this, right? The game changer, I feel, can be anything. Okay, it could be anything. It could be anything from uh, a person can be a game changer. Who was that one person in your life that was a game changer that played a major part in a transformation. Okay. Or a shift that you've made, you know, um, how about a game changer can be a song you're going through life and, um, you have an event take place and then you hear the song during that event and that song became a game changer in how you internalize it and how you, um, uh, the lyrics can even give you, you know, some, some insight to a way that you want to live or a, a persona that you want to be, you know, um, 
I've heard many songs where the lyrics just carried me to another dimension of, you know, of, of realizing the potential of who I can be, you know, and um, when it comes to just going through despair and, and, and wallowing in, in, in sadness, which I've done, um, you know, many times in, in past years, um, a certain song can turn things around for me. There is a certain song that was a game changer in my life at that time, you know, that, that turned things around for me um, when it came to dealing with sadness and being alone, right? Um, the name of the song was called Move On by George Michael. Um, the lyrics are awesome. They're great. Um, I recommend you look it up on uh, Apple Music or Spotify or anywhere, but it's called Move On. Uh, anyhow, a game changer can be a song. A game changer can be a person. A game changer can be a movie. Maybe a movie had a major impact in your life and it caused you to rethink how you go about your life. It caused you to rethink uh, how you um, interact with people, how you deal with problems, okay? Um, how you deal with dependency on substances or, or, or anything, okay? So what have we covered for Game Changers so far? They can be a person. They can be a song. They can be a movie. It can be an event, right? It can be an event. Um, let's say you are 19 years old and you are invited to um, a summer outdoor concert with, um, you know, with a friend. And while you're at that concert, you, um, you happen to meet, you know, the, the woman or man of your dreams. Okay. And you just, the chemistry is just there and you hit it off and there's conversations and smiles and the feeling of warmth in your heart, the feeling of warmth in their heart and uh, enjoying the music together, the live music. And then, you know, just the event of the concert, that event can be a game changer. That event could have been the foundation of a long lasting relationship and marriage to that person. That has happened in many people's lives. That event is a game changer. So I want to ask you, what is your game changer in your life? What is your game changer? I would sure love to hear. I would love to hear where your game changer is. Just shoot me an email at road to rediscovery podcast at gmail.com. That's road to rediscovery podcast at gmail com would love to hear what your game changer is um obviously you can have more than one game changer it depends on what you're going through in your life i feel you know i mean um we have more than one defining moment i mean when i was younger uh i think you may have heard me mention this in a um um 
in a previous solo episode, but in my early teens and my mid teens, I had uh, a I struggled big time with feelings of acceptance um, and feeling inferior to others and feeling like I always had to identify with a crowd or be a part of a crowd. Um, I, 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 I struggled with that for a long time in my teens. And, um, you know, I, 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 I had a game changer that took place in my life where I realized, you know, just go by the beat of your own drum. You don't need to be validated by the acceptance of others. Just do what you feel is right and go by the beat of your own drum. And that's what I decided to do. And it's counterintuitive, but as I did that, more and more people became... I don't want to say drawn to me, but they, they, they would, they would ask, Hey, Aubrey, how are you doing, man? What's going on? And Hey, why don't you join us? Blah, blah, blah. You know? And, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm like, Hmm, that is so weird because all the times I was trying to fit in and making the effort to be a part of the crowd, um, I didn't really feel accepted. But as soon as I stopped doing that and just doing what I enjoy doing, you know, go marching to the beat of my own drum. That's when others started to pay attention. I, I I don't know how that works in the universe. It just happened to me that way. So there was a game changer that changed my way of thinking from always trying to feel like I need to be accepted to feeling secure within myself and who I am and not needing acceptance from anyone. So there's a game changer there. And then there are game changers when it comes to whew, bad habits, right? Um, my early 20s, I'm early in my career out of college and uh, started my career. And of course, still being young, I had a mantra. My mantra was work hard, play hard. And, uh, and boy, I did both. I worked hard and I played very hard. And as a result of playing very hard, it had an impact on my working hard. <laughs> and um, that it's cause and effect, right? I always thought I could keep them separate. I can keep my work life and my fun life separate. But when your fun life gets so extreme to where it bleeds over into your work hours or your work life, um, from different habits and different things and events that have happened, then, you know, there needs to be a behavior change, right? There needs to be a behavior change. And so I, I had an event, an event that took place that was my game changer in that stage of my life. And the game changer caused me to reevaluate my behavior and the way I have um, um, been navigating through my life by working hard and playing hard. And, um, and of course that, that, you know, that means you have to hold yourself accountable. I had to hold myself accountable for the good and the bad decisions, especially the bad decisions 
and um, and 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 not look at anyone else. Like the old saying goes, right? When you point at someone, there's three fingers pointing back at you. So, um, you know, I had to I had to come to terms, you know, um, and change my behavior, change the way that I work and play, change the way I play so that my work's not impacted. And, uh, and in a nutshell, grow up, right? <laughs> just grow up. Um, so those are just a couple examples of game changers that have happened through different stages of my life. I would be very, very, very interested in hearing what your game changes are. Once again, the email, please shoot me an email and share your game changers, uh, is roads rediscovery podcast at gmail.com. That's road to rediscovery podcast at gmail.com. And I'll even give you a shout out on a future episode, um, to, uh, to, to share, you know, if you share your game changers. All right, guys. Well, um, that's just about all I have. Uh, the last thing I guess I'll mention is, uh, well, a couple things. First, um, I want to let you know another reminder, the Rediscovery Roadmap uh, digital course is available. This is a digital course that I have constructed. Okay. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears, but I've put this together to help you take an introspective approach to your personal growth and personal development by navigating through the four cornerstones of personal growth. Those four cornerstones are self-awareness, gratitude, humility, and service to others. You can get a free preview of this course as well as register by visiting roadtoRediscovery.com slash course. That's road, the number two, rediscovery.com slash course. Also, look for more solo episodes in the coming year. Um, there will be one solo episode, one more solo episode before the end of the year where I will recap the amazing guests who have came on the show um, since the beginning of 2021. We're going to recap them and just talk about some of the insights they've shared and uh, and wrap up the year. Okay, so that episode will be coming real soon. I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening. And always remember, if you have any loved ones, colleagues, coworkers who seem to be going through a tough time, um, going through dark days of despair, at the end of their rope, not sure where to turn, uh, exhausted every avenue, or at least they think they have, I humbly ask that you please share this show with them because on the road to rediscovery, we want our listeners to know two things. Number one, you're never alone. And number two, there is always hope. The road to rediscovery, it's part of a movement, part of a revolution. And guess what? You are now part of it. We're all roadies on this journey of life. And it sure feels good having you on the journey with me. Thanks again for listening. We'll chat again soon. 
We really hope you enjoyed this episode of The Roads Rediscovered. We'd love to hear from you. Shoot us an email at roadsrediscoverypodcast at gmail.com and leave us any questions or comments you may have. The Roads Rediscovery is an AJ Shark production.